Hey, what's up, guys? It's Zach Neal. You're listening to the Misfits of Industry podcast. This is Monday's Q&A. I had a crazy week. I hung out with Billy Zane, closed some new business deals, and got into a fist fight. I'm going to talk about all of that shit and answer your questions right now. Hey, so I want to jump right into the questions this week, and I want to just thank you guys so much for sending in questions. When I started this podcast like a month or two ago, I was a little apprehensive about doing it because it's a little fucking self-gratifying and like a soapbox situation, like who the fuck am I to get up here and talk about anything? Um, but you know what? So many of you are tuning in and listening, and this thing is growing, and for the dozens of you that message me questions every week and the people that are tuning in and subscribing and telling me how this is changing your life, I love that, and I want to have you guys on the show. I want to do like a roundup in the next week or two where I can do some call-ins with you guys, and I want to hear from you how this podcast has affected you or how it's changed things or you've been you know, putting into effect the things that I'm talking about and how they're working for you. So I had a fucking crazy week, crazy week, and I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the fist fight that I got into this morning on my way to the airport. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about meeting and uh, going into business with Billy Zane. I want to talk about all kinds of crazy things that happened this this week in Hollywood. And now I'm back in New York. I'm actually on my way back right now from the airport, uh, from you know from Newark Airport. So anyway, let's get into the questions. First question I'm going to go to this week is uh, comes from Billy one seven eight nine, and Billy writes in. Hey, Zach, did you always know you wanted to be into business or is that something that came to you later in life? Question mark. Also, I don't know why I just read the punctuation. Excuse me for that. Also, is being in business something that you always gravitated towards or is this something that you figured out later after getting disgruntled with a job? Okay, this is a good question. So um, the short answer is, and I think that you're asking this in terms of, you know, if you should get into business or maybe you're in business or contemplating starting a business. So let me just say this. I never thought about having my own business until I was like 20 years old. You know, when I was like 20, it just hit me that like, I'd like to do what I was doing at the time was music. I was working at a recording studio and I was like, I should have my own studio. It really didn't have anything to do with a business aspiration as much as it had to do with just, I wanted to do it myself. But I always gravitated towards business. When I was nine years old, I started collecting baseball cards. I had no interest in them, but I started collecting them just because I knew they had a value and I wanted to buy an ATV. And at at nine, I ran newspaper ads, collected baseball cards all summer that I bought from grocery stores for like nothing. You know, I was buying like 50 cent packs of cards and then getting price guides, but I knew which ones were valuable and which ones to get. And long story short, I. I sold my baseball card collection after collecting it for three months for like $650 through a newspaper ad. I had only spent about $75 on the collection um, and five bucks on the ad and I sold it and uh, kind of blew my family away when I did this and, and actually had enough money to go buy this used ATV, which was a big deal because 600 bucks, you know, when I was nine years old was like having 10,000 these days. It was a lot of money for me, a lot of money for my family, kind of an unheard of amount of money to have. Um, so that was just like a little piece of like, yes, I always knew I had a head for business. I always knew how to like pull a dollar out of a stone kind of thing. Um, but I think that wanting to be in business can come to you at any point in your life. If you're thinking about it right now, contemplating it, 
you want to do it, fucking do it. Just jump in. Don't don't be scared, man. Don't let fear hold you back or the fear of failure. Fuck all that. If there's something you want to do, just do it. Business isn't something you have to be born into or you, you knew you wanted to do it from when you were five. You always knew you wanted to have your own fucking pizza shop or whatever. If there's something you want to do, Bill, just go do it. Don't worry about asking dickheads like me questions. Just fucking jump in and do it. Double down on that shit and just do it. Or don't do it. But the worst thing you can do is be indecisive and just sit around and think about shit all the time or contemplate whether you're going to do it. If you want to do it, set a plan, make sense out of it, and then go fucking do it. That's my advice. On to uh, the next... And Bill, thank you so much for writing in. On to the next question. This one comes from Kathy. Uh, Bill, actually, you didn't tell me where you were from, Bill. That's okay. If you want to write me back in, we can follow up later. But uh, Kathy is from New York. Um, Kathy writes in, Hey, I was really fortunate I got to visit your Beetle House restaurant around Christmas time. I had such a blast and it inspired me. I've been wanting to put up my own Etsy or some sort of artwork store like that dedicated around works of Tim Burton and other gothic kind of things. I think you and I would be kindred spirits. Any advice on how to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Make some cool shit and put it online. That's my advice. I'm not trying to be like smug or anything, but that's that's what I did. I wanted to do the restaurant and I just started doing it. So do the same thing. Find some shit you want to do, make some things, and, and put it online. Look, I'm just saying if there's something you want to do, just do it. I think that's going to be more like the key to my advice now and moving forward is if there's something you want to do, just do it. I'm super happy that you were inspired by Beetle House. I'm super happy that you love the same kind of things I love. We'd probably get along famously and be like best friends. But when it comes to like, oh, I always wanted to start an Etsy store or my online crafts or art or whatever you're into do it. I mean, the the first step would be create some shit. If you already have created, you know, the art or the products or whatever it is you want to make, then create an online store, get get an Etsy page or, you know, something like that. That's, that's so easy to do these days. I mean, you could have a page live and active and probably inside of like an hour these days. If you're not sure how to do it, Google, Google google.com, punch in anything, you get the answers. It's just so simple. I hate to see people held back these days because of lack of information. They want to do something, but they're just, you know, the, I don't know how to do it. What would be your advice? Like my advice is Google. When I don't know how to do something, I fucking ask Google. It's literally that simple. I'm not even like being an asshole. I'm just telling the truth. I Google shit all the time, how to do this, how to do that. I forget things as a chef. A lot of times I'll forget things and like, oh, what goes in that sauce again? You know what? Google. Like, there's just so much information out there. If there's something you want to do, just fucking do it. I think that's the best thing uh, to do. So, good luck. If you get your store up, send me a link, and then I'll I'll plug it on the next week's podcast or whenever you get it up. Get it up quick, and and I'll plug it for you. And if you're doing uh, Tim Burton stuff or, like, Halloween or goth shit, I'll tag you on a post from uh, from our Instagram and from our Facebook and, and give you a little love. Thanks for writing in, Kathy. I hope that you I hope that you follow your passion there and, and get something going. Last one I'm going to do today, and, and the reason why I'm doing this one is not really a question, it's a statement, and I love this statement uh, for two reasons. I love this statement because, one, it's, um, it's what I hoped this podcast would be, and it was my intention in doing this podcast was to honestly give away free advice and to help other people. I don't know if I touched on this in the past, but I was a business, I had a consulting firm. I was a business consultant for several years before I got back into, you know, food and bars and restaurants and things. And I used to get hired by companies, big companies. I'm not going to name drop a bunch of bullshit, but big, big companies would hire me sometimes for a week, sometimes for five months. 
to consult for them, just to give them, <coughs> excuse me, advice. And I used to get paid on the low end $500 an hour, but usually it wasn't done by the hour. Usually it was like some sort of monthly, you know, retainer or contract big, but I mean, I used to get paid ten dollars and $15,000 a month by lots of big companies just to come in and be an intermediary, a consultant, an advice giver. And now I don't do that anymore. You know, I'm in a completely different part of my life and different business. So now what I do is I, I give this advice away. The same level and quality of advice and questions that I was giving, you know, selling to companies and to businesses, I'm giving away free. And this is, this is my opportunity to give back. I'm really, really in this phase of my life where I just, I just know that giving back is like the most important thing. And, and what I have to give back, some people have, you know, a lot of other talents or gifts. What I have to give back is advice. It's what I've always been good at. I have a lot of wisdom and knowledge on certain things. And I want to share that with people. And I want to share the things that I've actually used to make my own life better and turn my own situations around and things I've done to win in business and win in life. This is what I'm sharing. So anyway, so like I said at the beginning of this, I was apprehensive about doing it because it's a hard thing to put yourself out on a pedestal and like shine a spotlight on yourself. It's just as easy for someone listening to me to go, who the fuck does this guy think he is? You know, you're no fucking Tony Robbins. Who the fuck are you? You're just some jerk off with a few restaurants. Like who the fuck are you? to tell me about anything. And so that's like, you know, that's a subconscious like thing. It's a real fear, I think, you know. Wouldn't even call it a fear. It's a real apprehension when you're doing something like this. At least it has been for me. So I got this guy wrote me um and and I'm not going to I'm not going to blast him because um I'm not mad at him. I'm actually kind of inspired by him, but it started off that he thinks I'm a real asshole. He thinks I'm like, you know, basically exactly what I just said. Who the fuck do you think you are? Like, you know, blah, 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 blah. It starts off that way. And then I fucking win this guy over. I win him over. And I want to talk about that. Uh, this, I have to just take a quick second here and then I'll be right back to talk about that. So this guy wrote me basically initially just to tell me that he thinks I'm a douche. Um, you know, I'm a wannabe fucking Tony Robbins or a wannabe Gary V or I'm, you know, I'm just doing this fucking trying to recycle this and motivational speaker bullshit and blah, 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 blah. Right. And I've gotten plenty of hate mail or disgruntled customers and all, you know, businesses in my life. I've got a thick skin. I'm not used to, you know, it's not like I'm not used to having someone disagree with me on something. And and to be quite honest with you, I usually don't give a fuck. That's like number one point. (laughs) to being successful at anything you do is you have to block out the outside noise and not give a shit what other people think or say. If you're going to let your business or your life or what you're doing be guided by other people's opinions, you're, you're already off to a really bad start. And I generally don't get offended by very much. Someone could be like, you're a fucking asshole. And I'd be like, okay, I'm sorry you feel that way, but I really, it doesn't affect me. And this guy didn't affect me. His opinion didn't affect me. But what was so amazing about it was he had listened to like the third or fourth or maybe fifth podcast was what he was responding to. And he hadn't listened to the first one, the first one that I ever put up where I talk about my history and my past and where I come from coming up poor, coming from humble means, being a fucking eighth grade dropout. He didn't know any of this. So without me saying a word to him or responding to his message or or having any kind of dialogue, he fucking turns himself completely around He starts by sending me like a paragraph, this nasty message. I don't respond to it. He sends me another one like a couple days later because he's like, oh, I saw you read my message but didn't respond. Typical fucking response from, you know, there's this bullshit. (laughs) 
And then at some point, I guess he tuned back in or went back and listened to the first podcast and hits me back up with this heartfelt apology about how he misjudged me and had me wrong. And now that he's listened through my whole, you know, my whole thing and everything I've talked about and said, he totally respects me. He's been listening to the podcast. He wanted to apologize, wants to know if I would do a phone call with him to give him some one-on-one advice. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to call him tomorrow. I'm actually going to see if he's interested in being on, you know, if I can record the phone call and talk a little bit about why he thought I was such a fucking douche. And, you know, kind of what was the thing. I know what brought him around was hearing my history and my past. And I think him and I have a, a similar history. So anyway, that was not really a question, but just something, somebody that wrote to me and I wanted to talk about what they said. There's, there are some more interesting questions that I'm going to get to uh, next week. Um, not that, not that the, the questions that you guys asked were not interesting. They were just, this is kind of what I wanted to get to today and talk about. And so it's, it's my podcast. So I'm going to talk about what I want. <laughs> anyway, so let's get into the goods. This week was a fucking insane week, a great week, but it's been a crazy week. And I want to, I want to have a full five minutes to divulge my week. So I'm going to, uh, cut this segment and then I'm going to start the next one. And I, and I want to get into talking about the fist fight because it's fucking ridiculous. So right out of the gate, I had such like a Hollywood week. I went out there um, for a lot of you that know or don't know. I, I split my time between uh, New York City, Pennsylvania and uh, Hollywood, California and uh, where my businesses are and in and, and New Jersey as well. So it's New Jersey, New York. PA and uh, Los Angeles, and I'm you know constantly in a rotation of traveling between those places, and so I have uh, you know all kinds of different experiences. You know, I've, New York is much different than LA, and the things that happen when I'm out there are much different. But I had this crazy Hollywood week where a friend of a friend tells me that Billy Zane, the actor who I guess people mostly know him from Titanic. Um, but he's also been in like he's guy's been around forever. He's you know he's like a fucking Hollywood dinosaur. He's been around. He's been fucking Back to the Future. He's just great actor. You know, been around for a long time. Anyway, somebody tells me he wants to meet me because he wants to. He has some ideas. He wants to pitch me. He wants to do some business in the bar and restaurant and pop up space. And so I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll meet Billy Zane. That sounds like fun. Well, totally had this guy pinned as like well, I don't have him pinned as anything because I don't know him. I wasn't prejudging it, but I had it the way that this was going to go in my mind is I was going to make a bunch of Titanic jokes and see if I could get away with it. I was going to have fun with the day because chances are like normally would be my experience that people that are like actors, they don't really have a head for business. They're too, they're too far onto the creative side and not far enough onto the business side to really, you know, be able to run a business. So it was probably just going to be one of those days where like this guy pitched me some ideas. They probably suck. And then I would try to get away with being mischievous as much as I could and, you know, make a bunch of fucking, titanic jokes and i had this great one that i I did drop on him twice (laughs) which was well you know when you do business with billy zane you get left floating on a door in the atlantic in the middle of the ocean and i'm just kind of trying to make titanic jokes and just generally be myself which is i'm you know i'm a little bit of a a little bit of a character a little i'm told i'm a little bit of a prankster and i like to have fun with people so long story short i i meet billy zane 15 minutes later it's like we've known each other our whole lives we're going around hollywood looking at these you know retail spaces that we're going to pick up and take over. The guy's pitching me more ideas in five minutes than most people have pitched me in a year. All of them are good, by the way. They're all fucking brilliant. They're all great. We start just spitballing and having this crazy jam sesh back and forth where, you know, he's throwing out ideas and I'm throwing back ideas and we're 
Oh, dude, that's sick. This would be so good. That would be so good. Next thing I know, we're off looking at these spaces. We're meeting with the owner of this space, and we're legitimately like putting together business like deal terms. An hour after I met Billy Zane, we were sitting down with the owners of this huge retail space right in Hollywood and cutting a deal to open a pop-up thing in there within an hour of us meeting. And we spent the next couple hours after that together just talking and then, you know, it extended off that into text message and back and forth and a lot of just gratitude and love and, you know, we're kind of kindred spirits. And so that was such a great day for me because I can't say that I was a Billy Zane fan before that. Like I knew who the guy was from movies, but I wasn't a fan of Billy Zane. I don't give a fuck, you know, but now I'm a huge Billy Zane fan. This has got me like, he's such a brilliant guy. I think that's the point that I want to get across here. I'm just going to give him some love. He's a brilliant, brilliant guy. And um, I had just a great experience. And he totally broke the mold for me on what I expected out of like what I thought would be kind of a Hollywood douchebag actor. He wasn't that in any way, shape, or form. And while we were there walking around, multiple people stopped him for pictures. And each time he stopped and took a picture with fans, which is such a fucking down-to-earth, humble, but smart, smart guy. So I'm going to be doing, uh, we're going to do two things together. And I can't say what they are yet because I'll be letting the cat out of the bag. But we are, uh, we're going to do two, uh, two pieces of business together to start in LA. And both of them are super cool. I think everybody's going to be really stoked when they hear what they are. The next part of my week was uh, I met with Miramax Films, which is such a bad word these days because of the Harvey Weinstein thing. But if you can get around the fact that Harvey Weinstein has nothing to do with that film catalog anymore and the guy's been ostracized and they have a new CEO there and all these things. I licensed some films from these gentlemen and uh, I licensed Kill Bill, Quentin Tarantino stuff and Halloween, the uh, Halloween franchise. There's a new Halloween movie coming out and so we're going to be doing 15 city pop-up with Halloween this fall and we're going to be doing a Kill Bill experience which we might be doing a hotel and dining experience or we're going to do a whole thing around Kill Bill so that was like a super, super awesome part of uh, my week. And I'm just sharing this stuff because I'm excited about it and I want to share it with you guys. You're listening and I just want to let you know, like, I talk a lot about what other people are doing this week. I wanted to talk a little bit about what I'm doing and because I'm just so excited about it. Anyway, so I had a great week. It was fucking awesome. Closed a lot of deals. Had a lot of really surreal experiences. The Billy Zane thing was dope. But then I ended my week today. Sunday morning, I get up. And I, have a, I have a Hollywood apartment. Um, I, I rented an apartment out there because I spent so much time out there and I've got this neighbor that used to work for me at Beetle House. He didn't actually work for me, but he worked for Beetle House Los Angeles and uh, not a bad guy. Don't really have a necessarily an issue with him, but he did some really, really fucking stupid things at work and, he, and our general manager had to let him go. Been fine with him after that, but at one point, this guy when I'm not using my apartment, sometimes I Airbnb it. And this guy lives in the same building, so he was helping me out with that. He would clean the apartment if somebody was going to Airbnb or make sure they got keys, things like that. At some point, he started being a real fucking asshole and just letting his friends and anybody he wanted to stay in my apartment without my knowledge. And, and even actually, from what I'm told, rent it out to other people doing his own little Airbnb business in there. And so it became like a fucked up situation. So I had to change my locks. I put a, a door camera in so I could see who was coming and going and, you know, a bunch of, bunch of shit. And so I knew that he had had this one guy that also worked part-time as a bartender at Beetle LA in there. When I came back to Hollywood a couple months ago, 
there was this television in in the apartment just there. I don't even know where it came from. It's just this fucking flat screen TV, like a cheap TV, like one of those like Vizios, probably like a three hundred dollar TV, nothing crazy. So I call this guy that lives in the building. I'm like, did you put a TV in? And he's like, Yeah, I did. It's it was a gift. I just wanted to I wanted to hook you up with the uh, you know like like a peace offering, no bad blood or anything. And I want to put this in there because you know I know you have people staying there for Airbnb sometimes and. The apartment didn't have a TV because I have no use for a TV. I don't watch television. You know, I'm, if I look at anything, it's on it's on my laptop or my phone or my iPad. I really have a need for a television in that space. So he thought we could use one. I said, hey, that's cool. Thanks, man. You know, like that will help. I'm sure people that are staying in the apartment would like to have a television. Long story short, turns out the TV doesn't belong to him. He fucking got it off of somebody else and just put it in there. So this guy, who I kind of know but don't really know, I'm leaving for the airport this morning, and uh, he comes up to me. He comes through. We have a, a gate. It's like a locked gate you have to use to get into the complex. He comes through the gate. I, I kind of recognize him. I don't know his name. I like. I, he worked at the restaurant for like very briefly with this other guy. And he comes through and he says, "Hey man, uh, I need to talk to you." I said, "All right, what's up?" He goes, "Hey, I need to. I need to get that TV back out of your apartment." said, what? What are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, that TV belongs to, and he says the name of the other guy that, uh, you know, that had worked there. I said, no, it doesn't. That television belongs to, to me. It was a gift and it was, uh, you know, it's, it's been there for months. I mean, it was part of the Airbnb deal. Like, but that guy also happened to be renting out my apartment against my, without my knowledge illegally and keeping the money from it and letting his friends stay there. So in real reality, the guy owes me money. Right away, this dude just gets fucking tough guy with me. He, like, drops whatever's in his hand and, like, steps up into my face very aggressively. And he says, uh, you're going to go get me that TV or I'm going to bust your fucking head open. <laughs> and I'm not, you know, I'm 38. I'm not used to being in situations. Like, you know, when I was young, I was a scrapper. I was definitely at a fucking temper and I was a scrappy motherfucker when I was young. But as an adult, I'm a father. I've got two daughters. I've got a lot to lose. Me putting my hands on somebody could result in me losing everything I have. I could get sued, arrested, you know, crazy shit that could affect my whole life. So I'm very careful. I don't ever touch anybody. Even if I get angry, I just usually walk away. And I don't really, I'm not a big uh, proponent of violence, you know. But in this situation, I was being threatened. This wasn't like me being violent at somebody else. This was this guy fucking threatening me. Just from zero to ten in one second, he's up in my face and he says... If you don't go get that TV for me right now, I'm going to bust your fucking head. So if you know me, you could imagine how I would react. If you don't know me, let me tell you that underneath all the fucking calmness and the years of being a father and the layers of my bad habits being peeled away, I'm still a wild-tempered Italian boy at heart, and nobody threatens me. That's a mistake. Threatening me is a mistake. It doesn't matter how big you are how many people you have with you if you have a handgun it's just because it's not about me being tough it's about me having a blackout blind temper when i feel threatened and going ape shit so i almost thought that i had misheard him it like it caught me so off guard and i was like wait what did you just say and he like repeats himself and he's like i'm gonna bust your fucking head open and I almost start to laugh a little because I'm like, is this guy like for real right now? Like I'm literally in sweatpants. It's like nine o'clock in the morning. You know, I'm, I'm leaving for the airport. I actually have my luggage outside with me. I'm like ready to leave for the airport. I'm actually waiting for my, uh, you know, for my lift to pick me up and take me to the airport. 
And all of a sudden, I just feel like when I realize how he was looking, the aggressive manner in which he was standing, and the fact that he just made a verbal threat to me, verbalized this, all of my old school self just immediately kicked in. It's like like I became a fucking hillbilly in an instant. All of the refinement that I've worked on in the years, being a businessman, being a father, you know, all these different things, out the window. I just was re- immediately reduced to my lowest common denominator, which was like a caveman, which was I used to fight a lot when I was a kid, and now I'm going to fuck this guy's world up because I feel threatened. So... I just go blind rage like I normally do, and I grab the closest thing to me, which was a fucking metal box, like the size of like two iPhones, just this metal box that like holds, actually holds a drink making kit for the airplane. I like to make hot toddies on the plane. So this is my hot toddy kit, which was a fucking gift from someone on my staff because they know I like hot toddies and I fly a lot, so they got me this kit. I just grabbed this thing. And I just go at this guy as fast and as hard as I can, like immediately. And I don't know, I was saying probably a bunch of crazy shit, like, let's get it on, motherfucker. It was just on immediately. But he sees that I have something in my hand. And he proclaims out loud, he says, well, what are you going to do with that? And I said, I'm going to smash your fucking skull in. That's the the last thing that I can actually remember saying. I'm going to smash your fucking skull in with it. And I start going at him. And I immediately see fear, so much fear. Like the fear of God comes over this guy's face. He immediately realized that he has made a massive mistake. That he was probably just posting up. He probably had no intention on actually throwing a, you know, a punch at me. He was just, the guy just wanted this fucking TV. And he just wanted to get it. And he didn't do a good job at expressing himself. And now he's gotten himself into a real fucking bad situation because I am angry. I am like a fucking 11 out of 10 scale angry. And I've got a metal object in my hand and I am fixing to fucking beat him unconscious with it right there. And I'm running at him now with it and telling him exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to beat your fucking skull in with this metal object in my hand. And so he starts running. This fucking guy, all of a sudden he becomes an Olympic runner and he's fucking sprinting. But I'm chasing him. I'm not letting this go. And as as I'm chasing him, I'm starting to have rational thought. It's starting to take me over again. You know, the real me, the layers of refinement are starting to come back over me. And I'm thinking, you're going to bash this guy that used to work at your bar, who you barely know. You don't even know his name. You're going to bash him in the head with this metal box. Then what? You're going to get arrested for assault with a weapon. You're going to say it was self-defense because he, look, he came up to me out of nowhere, got in my face and told me he was going to bash my head in, used a bunch of aggressive language and told me they was going to try to beat me up. So I just reacted to that. Like when you're threatened, you react. So I just reacted to that. Like I feel any rational, normal person would when they're threatened. <laughs> Maybe not everybody would, would go to the extreme that I went to, but I start realizing that no matter what, I'm going to hurt this guy and I don't want to hurt anybody. I'm not... I'm not in a place in my life where I enjoy hurting people, even people who threaten me, but I'm, I'm instinctively reacting. That's what's happening. This is all instinct. This is no planning or plotting. I'm just full fucking caveman right now. But because this guy's running away from me, it gives me a couple moments to catch my breath and it gives me a couple moments to have like some a few of those rational thoughts coming over me going, hey man, this is bad. You hit this guy in the head with this. This is not just assault. This is assault with a weapon. 
this is gonna, you know, this guy knows you, he knows your businesses that you own, he knows your friends, some people around you. This is gonna become a thing. He's the police are gonna get called. He might press charges, you might go to jail, you might get arrested, have a criminal record. This could affect you from getting liquor licenses in the future. I mean, all this is just flashing through my head in this split second while I'm chasing this guy. So I have like a moment of clarity and I realize like, stop, he's scared shitless. The guy's running away from you. Just stop what you're doing. Take a minute and just fucking stop. So this all happens in this split second. It really was like slow motion. You know, all of this, this whole thing, I'm chasing this guy for le probably less than 25 or 30 seconds, you know? And I just have this epiphany, this, you know, as they say, like a moment of clarity. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? You know, like I can't be, I can't be doing this. All of my, all of my rational functional brain starts to, to come back again. And, you know, I start to figure out like I can't be doing the things that I am, am doing here. So I stopped chasing him. <laughs> but when I stopped chasing him, because now he's in caveman mode also, you know, he's in fight or flight mode. He takes my stopping chasing him as like a sign of weakness, as if like, oh, maybe this guy decided, you know. So when he sees that I stopped chasing him, this motherfucker starts chasing me. He starts running, you know, back at me. And I'm like, oh, so I drop the metal object on the ground because I'm like, all right, I'm not going to hit this guy with the metal object. I'm like, I've, I've already like I've already had the, you know, the moment of clarity has already happened for me. I've already decided that I'm doing something stupid and I'm going to correct it. But now I'm on the defensive instead of offense. Now I'm playing defense. This guy is running at me. So I put my fists up. And so he starts coming up and I'm like, listen, I don't want to hurt you. Those are the first words that leave my mouth after, you know, I haven't said anything to him since I told him I'm going to bash his skull in. And now, 35 seconds later, I'm telling him, I don't want to hurt you. He's probably got to be pretty confused at my reaction at this point. I just said, I don't want to hurt you because I'm going to hurt him. I mean, if this guy tangles, he's going to get hurt. So he throws a punch, a wild punch, and he, he misses severely. So I'm like, all right, buddy. So... I, I lean in on him, I put my fist up, I'm about to clock this guy, and he knows he's about to get punched right in the face, and I see it again, I see the fear wash over his face, like this guy does not want to fight, so why is he fighting? I don't understand it. So in that moment, I just back away, I take a step back and I'm like, dude, you're not even worth my fucking time, get the fuck out of here before you get hurt, he turns his back and he starts walking away. But as he's walking away, I realize I've dropped my phone on the ground. He sees my phone on the ground and he fucking kicks it. This fucker kicks my phone like across the ground, smashes my phone up. But now I'm angry again. So now I'm like talking shit, you know. I'm like, dude, get your shit and get the fuck out of here before I change my mind and decide to fuck you up. Get your pussy ass moving, you know. All tough guy macho bullshit caveman talk, right? All stuff that I should be way above of, you know, way above, <laughs> above of way above at fucking 38 years old. He's walking away, and then he has a change of mind. Maybe now he feels like a pussy because there's some onlookers, there's some girls around that have gathered that live in the apartment and they're onlooking, and so he decides he's gonna come at me again, so he starts rushing towards me, and he like, it does some really lame, horrible, like third grader attempt at like a tackle. Doesn't work out for him. Now I've got this guy's arm up around my shoulder. I've got my arm under his. And I jam my thumb, like I pressure point him. I jam my thumb like up in like his armpit and his rib cage. And I verbally hear him say, ow. He's not enjoying this one bit. And I'm like, dude, what's your fucking problem? Just get out of here. 
You know, like I've already shown you mercy. I've already not smashed your head in with this metal object. Like I've, I've, I'm cooling down. Like just get, it's getting stupid at this point. Just get the fuck out of here. And he says the most profound thing. I just want my TV back. Oh, hold on. Everything stops. Put the brakes on. It's your TV? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's my TV. And, and I'm really low on money. And I just got back from a trip. I need to sell it for money. I'm trying to, I'm a photographer and I'm trying to open my own fucking studio and I'm low on cash. And you know, the guy that, that gave you the TV has been telling me that, you know, so it turns out this other guy is just like a fucking dirtbag. That's the bottom line. He took something that didn't belong to him. He put it into my apartment, said it was a gift for the apartment to help out the Airbnb because I was paying this guy, you know, to uh, help me clean the apartment and things like that and whatever. It turns out the guy's like a fucking does this kind of shit all the time with all kinds of people. He's always borrowing money and stealing things from people. So, but when this guy approached me, he never told me, never once did he tell me, look, this is my TV. There was a misunderstanding. So-and-so should have never put it in there. He didn't even ask me. He just says, I got to get the TV back. But he, he, he actually said that he was collecting it for the other guy. Like, yo, I talked to, you know, talked to this dude and I got to get that TV back. And I'm like, I'm not giving that guy shit. The fucking guy owes me money. He's got people staying in my house. He's Airbnb my apartment, you know, um, when I'm not there and keeping the money. Like, fuck him. I'm not giving him anything. So the whole thing is a misunderstanding from the get-go this guy thinks that I know that this is his TV and somehow I'm just stealing it from him. You know, he doesn't even really understand fully how the TV got into the apartment. He's got a lot of misinformation. He's got this other guy who's very dishonest telling him, are we asked to borrow it? Like, like I need your fucking TV, pal. Like I can't go buy my own TV. You know, this was just something like, I don't even watch it. It's not even hooked up. There's no cable. Bottom line, I don't want to get too too into the details, but it's a misunderstanding. And in that moment, I'm like, why didn't you just tell me it was yours? If you had just come up to me and said, hey man, my TV is in your apartment here. I've been trying to get it back, but I haven't been able to reach out you know, to the other guys and been getting back to me. And I would have been like, yeah, of course, if it's yours, absolutely. Let's go get it. No problem. Which is exactly what ended up happening. So in a period of four minutes, I went from chasing this guy with a metal box to bash his skull in, to him being scared the fuck out of his mind, thinking he was about to like get killed or something, to him then trying to start a fight with me after that fact and try to like scuffle with me again, to full 360 to us having a rational conversation, him saying, yeah, it's my TV, sorry, I guess, I just thought you knew that. I said, why don't you tell me, Mr. I thought you knew that, I thought you were just being a dick about it. So. I walked the guy up to the apartment. I, of course, I missed my car to the airport. I have to call another car. But I walked this guy up to the apartment. I unlocked the door. I give him the TV. He says a whole bunch of, dude, I really liked working for you. And I'm so sorry. You have a great business there with Beetle House. And like, I have no problem with you. I actually really like you. I, I admire you. So likewise, I mean, I don't want to bullshit. I really don't know who this guy is. Like, I only knew him by face because I'd seen him, like, maybe three times in my life, you know, at Beetle House in L.A. I don't really know who the guy is, but I knew him by face. So I said, look, I have no problem with you either. And had you just told me from the very beginning that it was your television, there would have never even been a hesitation to me. It would have been said, absolutely, dude, let's go. I, you know, I'm, I'm running late, so we got to do it quick, but let's run up there and grab it. So why I thought this story is ridiculous right? Because it, it just speaks to me. It just speaks to so many deeper things like the psychology of who we are as people, your primitive self can still come out and rear its ugly head at any moment that, you know, that, 
that kind of whole narrative is in there. But at the same time, it's also about how things can get blown out of proportion really quickly and you could make some really, really bad decisions based on bad information in business and in life that could fuck you up. Now, let's just imagine this had gone a different way. Let's just imagine that I didn't have that moment of clarity and I got caught up to this guy and smashed him in the head with this metal box and continued to bludgeon him until he was unconscious. I could have killed this guy or hurt him really bad or given him brain damage or fractured his skull or if nothing else, I could have just scarred this guy for life by attacking him with a with a blunt object. I could have ended up in jail, embarrassed my family, my children, lost my businesses, lost my ability, gotten sued, lost my ability to own liquor licenses because of having a criminal record. There's so many things that could have gone wrong, and here I was just literally sitting on my you know my front stoop waiting for a car to take me to the airport, minding my own business, and 45 seconds later, I almost was it to be involved in a violent altercation where I could have committed a felony. Even if it was done in self-defense, I'm sure there would have been a lot of repercussions. At least, you know, if it wasn't criminal, it would have been civil repercussions and lawsuits. And if it wasn't for that moment of just thinking, what am I doing? Dude, Zach, what the fuck are you doing? You're chasing this guy with a metal butt. You're gonna, what are you going to do, beat his head and go to jail? Like, I had to actually catch myself. And I think those kinds of knee-jerk reactions that we all have, and then how much worse would it have been knowing after the fact that the whole thing was a misunderstanding? That this, I mean, look, this guy, he definitely went the wrong way. You shouldn't go around threatening, even if somebody does have your fucking television set, you shouldn't be casting any kinds of threats at anybody. That's a, that's a good way to get bludgeoned in the head with a metal box, right? I mean, common sense, I don't threaten anybody. If I make a threat, it's a promise. It's like, I'm not even leaving my mouth. If I come up to you and I'm not going to say, I'm going to punch you in the face. I'm going to just punch you in the face. I'm not going to come at you in business and say, I'm going to fucking destroy you. I'm just going to fucking destroy you. And then it's going to happen. You know, it's not going to be a threat. So that's not a good practice. So he was, he was in the wrong by the way he handled it. He tried to post up and get tough and he shouldn't have done that. But the whole thing was a misunderstanding. And fortunately, the way we ended it was we gave each other a hug. We shook hands. We, we, he sat down and waited for my car with me. Like he felt very bad about it. So did I, we both felt bad and we had a good laugh at the end of it. So anyway, to wrap up the fist fight, that's how it went. And, um, you know, it just, like I said, it had me thinking about a lot of things, how bad that could have went and how that applies to so many things in, in your life and your business. So many times you have a knee jerk reaction. Like I could have handled that better. I definitely could have when he, you know, made the threat that he was going to bust my head. <laughs> I could have just smiled and been like, dude, what are you freaking out about? Tell, tell me what the issue is. Let's talk this out. You know, and, and look, I'm not saying in a violent situation, you should allow yourself to get attacked. But it became very clear that that guy did not really want to tangle. He was just his lowest common denominator, what he thought or from his upbringing or from his fucking the way that he was raised or the way that he came up or his background to him, that's what you do. You know, if somebody's not cooperating with you, like in a man-to-man situation, you got to like post up, you got to get tough. Now there's a lot of different ways to be tough. You can be tough in business, but you can be ultimately tough by showing compassion and kindness to somebody. And that this ended on that note, it ended with a hug and a handshake and apologies on both ends. And a lot of laughing because we're both, you know, identifying that like, Hey, we both have hot tempers that could have gotten really bad. It reminded me of that uh, scene from Anchorman, you know, they're like, wow, that escalated quickly. I mean, this shit escalated really quickly, like 10 seconds from like having a conversation to like trying to bludgeon each other, you know? 
And um, it ended with compassion and kindness and uh, conversation, which is how things like that should end. And uh, so I wanted to share it because it was crazy. So like I had the craziest week, you know, I fucking, I'm doing some business with Billy Zane, had my Hollywood movie star interaction. I licensed some really big titles from Miramax Films, which was such a big opportunity and so many other great things. I got a new attorney and started doing business with this great Hollywood attorney and, uh, you know, a lot of good things, but I ended my week off with this crazy fucking fist fight and it just, I wanted to talk about it because I think it's so relative to the things that go on in our lives on a daily basis as business people, just as regular people, you know, you got to think before you react, you get a bad piece of information or someone says something you don't like before you pick up a metal box and try to bludgeon someone with it, someone with it, stop and think about what you're doing and uh, use that as kind of like a metaphor for life and for business. Anyway, so this week we're going to be getting into the vlog space. And when I say we, I mean my team, I've got my whole team involved in this and we're really excited. We're opening our studio in Totowa, New Jersey. We're opening our, uh, it's not a film studio because we're not making movies, but we're going to be hosting the podcast and a bunch of other video content that we're starting to create. And so we're actually opening up a green screen room and a full uh, video production studio this week. And that is going to allow us to get those channels live where we're going to start sharing this podcast as a vlog. So you'll be able to watch the video version or listen on iTunes and uh, Google Play or Anchor where I make this mobile this mobile podcast, which allows me to talk hands-free while I'm driving, while I'm doing shit. I can just kind of get down and talk to you guys. So uh, this week, I'm going to be putting up the first vlog and the podcast with Seth Dale, a friend of mine who is an amazing magician, like bend your fucking mind, warp reality, amazing magician. He runs 14 magic schools in the United States where he's teaching magic to adults, to children. He does a lot of great work and he's just a hell of a guy. And if you want to talk about a guy who is a misfit of industry, you're talking about a college educated guy who comes from a pretty well-to-do family who decided to get into a completely different world. And imagine telling your parents right after you graduate from a good school that you want to be a magician and imagine the reaction. So we're going to be talking to him. We had him on a couple weeks ago. We're just editing the footage together so that we can get it up. So I really hope you guys will tune into that. There's a lot to learn and a lot of inspiration that comes from a guy like Seth who has uh, is really becoming a monster not only in his industry, but just in general. He's a smart businessman and a great guy. And he does a magic trick that fucking warps reality. He does it right on the on the, uh, the vlog there. So check out that. I'll be coming up and posting links on my social media. If you want to ask me a question, if you want to talk, give me feedback, tell me to go fuck myself, whatever you got, send it to me. Direct message at the real Zach Neal on Instagram, at the real Zach Neal on Facebook. I don't fuck with Twitter. But uh, I fuck with Instagram and I fuck with Facebook. So hit me in one of those two places. Have a great week, everybody. And we'll be back later in the week with the vlog and our uh, interview with Seth. Thanks a lot.